Hi, and welcome to Drug Cards Daily. My promise to you is to provide an episode each week as long as there are people like you taking the time to listen. New episodes release every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern or 6 a.m. Central, so please make sure to subscribe on your favorite listening platform. Drug Cards Daily is distributed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcasts, and many more, so please feel free to get caught up on all the previous episodes. Also, as my way to thank all of you, I've made all my drug card sheets available as a free download at DrugCardsDaily.com. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Drug Cards Daily. Before we begin, just a quick sponsor break. Well, today's sponsor is me, Drug Cards Daily. I wanted to use this time to remind everyone to follow Drug Cards Daily on Instagram, where I post a Name That Drug post every Sunday and a Patient Pearls post every Wednesday. The next place I'd love some support is on the Drug Cards Daily YouTube channel, where I currently post a version of each episode. I do plan on expanding the variety of content there, so I'm hopeful that many of the listeners to this show will support my efforts there. Also, I changed a format for the free drug card sheets starting with episode 71, so please make sure to check that out, as well as downloading copies of previous sheets from DrugCardsDaily.com. Today's drug is Haloperidol, brand name Haldol. The classification is a first-generation antipsychotic, dosage form and strength. The medication comes as a tablet in a 0.5 mg, 1 mg, 2 mg, 5 mg, 10 mg, and 20 mg strength. It also comes as an intramuscular injection at a 50 mg per milliliter concentration and a 100 mg per milliliter concentration. There is also a solution, which is the lactate solution. It comes in a 2 mg per 1 milliliter concentration. There is also an injectable that comes as the lactate form in the 5 mg per 1 milliliter concentration. Indications and dosing for adults. The first indication is for psychosis. In moderate symptoms, the dose is 0.5 to 2 mg by mouth 2 to 3 times daily. In severe symptoms or refractory cases, the dosing is between 3 and 5 mg by mouth 2 to 3 times daily, up to a max of 100 mg per day. The next indication is for Tourette's syndrome. In severe or refractory cases, the treatment range is between 0.5 and 2 mg by mouth 2 to 3 times daily, up to a max of 100 mg per day. There is an off-label indication for acute agitation. In severe to refractory cases, the treatment range is between 0.5 and 10 mg by mouth every 1 to 4 hours. As for some additional notes, always use the lowest effective dose. If discontinuing after long-term therapy, use a gradual taper. And if the ANC is less than 1,000, or if there is an unexplained white blood cell decrease, then discontinue the medication. Indications and dosing for pediatrics. The first indication is for psychosis. For the age range between 3 and 12 years of age, the treatment range is 0.05 to 0.15 mg per kilogram per day taken by mouth and divided 2 to 3 times daily. 
When initiating, start between 0.025 and 0.05 milligrams per kilogram per day by mouth divided two to three times daily. Dose increase by 0.5 milligrams per day every five to seven days. And there is a max of 0.15 milligrams per kilogram per day. When treating psychosis in the age range greater than 12 years of age, the treatment range is between 0.5 and 5 milligrams by mouth divided 2 to 3 times daily. In moderate symptoms, initiate at 0.5 to 2 milligrams by mouth 2 to 3 times daily. And in severe symptoms or refractory cases, the dosing is 3 to 5 milligrams by mouth 2 to 3 times daily, up to a max of 100 milligrams per day. The next indication is for Tourette's syndrome. For the age range between 3 and 12 years of age, the treatment range is 0.05 to 0.075 milligrams per kilogram per day, taken by mouth, divided 2 to 3 times daily. When initiating, start at 0.025 to 0.05 milligrams per kilogram per day, by mouth, divided 2 to 3 times daily. Dose increase by 0.5 milligrams per day every 5 to 7 days. And there is a max of 0.15 milligrams per kilogram per day. For the age range greater than 12 years of age when treating Tourette syndrome, the treatment range is 0.5 to 5 milligrams by mouth 2 to 3 times daily. If moderate symptoms, initiate at 0.5 to 2 milligrams by mouth 2 to 3 times daily. And in severe symptoms or refractory cases, the max is 100 milligrams per day. The next indication is for severe behavioral disorders. For the age range between 3 and 12 years of age, the treatment range is 0.05 to 0.075 milligrams per kilogram per day, taken by mouth and divided 2 to 3 times daily. When initiating, start at 0.025 and 0.05 milligrams per kilogram per day by mouth divided 2 to 3 times daily. Dose increases are by 0.5 milligrams per day every 5 to 7 days. There is a max of 0.15 milligrams per kilogram per day, and you may require higher doses in severely disturbed patients. In patients greater than 12 years of age with severe behavioral disorders, the treatment range is 0.5 to 5 milligrams by mouth divided 2 to 3 times daily. If moderate symptoms, initiate at 0.5 to 2 milligrams by mouth 2 to 3 times daily. When severe symptoms or refractory cases, the max is 100 milligrams per day. There is an off-label indication for agitation. For the age range between 3 and 12 years of age, the treatment range is 0.01 to 0.03 milligrams per kilogram per day, taken by mouth and divided 2 to 3 times daily. There is a max of 0.15 milligrams per kilogram per day. In children that are greater than 12 years of age when treating agitation, the treatment range is 0.5 to 10 milligrams by mouth every 1 to 4 hours. And in severe or refractory cases, the max is 100 milligrams per day. Mechanism of Action and Pharmacokinetics The mechanism of action is unclear, but proposed to selectively antagonize dopamine D2 receptors, depresses the CNS at the subcortical level of the brain, midbrain, and brainstem. 
In regards to absorption, the medication is 60% bioavailable. It is well absorbed from the GI tract. Peak plasma concentrations occur within 2-6 to six hours when taken orally. When administered intramuscularly, haloperidol lactate, it peaks within 10-20 to 20 minutes. The intramuscular haloperidol decanate peaks within 6-7 to seven days. The onset of the intramuscular lactate is 30 to 45 minutes with greater improvement within 2 to 3 hours. The decanate form has a slow, gradual release from fatty tissues and prolongs the duration of action. Regarding distribution in animal studies, it shows that the drug is mainly distributed into the liver with low levels in the brain, lungs, kidney, spleen, and heart. The intramuscular decanate distributes to the fatty tissues, then gradually releases. The drug is 92% protein-bound. Regarding metabolism, it's not fully understood, but primarily metabolized by the liver. A metabolite with some pharmacologic activity does form. And in regards to elimination, there's a slow excretion with 40% in the urine and 15% in the feces. The half-life elimination of the decanate form is around three weeks. Special Populations and Considerations No adjustments required in renally impaired. Caution is advised in hepatically impaired. Reduced dosages in elderly and debilitated patients. The medication is contraindicated in Parkinson's disease, coma, and CNS depression and caution in high doses, QT prolongation, bradycardia, recent MI, CHF, cardiovascular disease, if leukopenia and neutropenia, and if in the third trimester of pregnancy. Side effects. Some common side effects are weight changes, insomnia, anticholinergic effects, tardive dyskinesia, photosensitivity, and gynecomastia. Some serious side effects are severe EPS, arrhythmias, sudden death, seizure, hepatic impairment, neutropenia, agranulocytosis, and retinopathy. There is a black box warning for dementia-related psychosis. Heloperidol is not approved for use in dementia-related psychosis due to an increased risk of cardiovascular or infectious event-related mortality in elderly patients. This applies especially to those on conventional or atypical antipsychotics. Drug interactions. Some considerations to make are the medications that are CYP1A2 substrates, CYP2D6 substrates, CYP3A4 substrates, those that display anticholinergic effects, CNS depression, act as dopamine antagonists, have EPS effects, hyponatremia, hypotensive effects, or that prolongs the QT interval. As for some drugs of note, a contraindicated medication is pimazide, potassium acid phosphate, and potassium chloride, potassium citrate, and potassium phosphate. Some drugs to avoid are amiodarone and butalbital, as well as sertraline and tramadol. Some drugs to monitor are alprazolam, amitriptyline, enalapril, and valsartan. And some drugs of caution are lithium, elitriptan, and zonisamide. Monitoring parameters. Monitor CBC with differential during treatment, especially if there is a history of leukopenia and neutropenia. 
Also conduct ophthalmic exams if prolonged duration of therapy. ECG monitoring if administered IV. And monitor potassium and magnesium levels. Patient counseling. Haloperidol is most commonly used in the treatment of particular mood disorders such as schizophrenia and schizoaffective disorders. The medication can be used to treat mortar and speech tics in patients with Tourette syndrome and can also help patients feel less nervous and think more clearly. Haloperidol can impair mental alertness or physical coordination, so exercise caution when driving or operating machinery. If a dose is missed, it should be taken as soon as remembered, but skip the dose if it is near the next time you normally take your next dose. Do not double up on doses. Patients and caregivers should be advised of the increased risk of mortality if elderly patients with dementia-related psychoses are treated with an antipsychotic agent. So that brings the episode to a close. If you find these audio drug cards beneficial and you'd like to show your support, all I ask is that you subscribe on your favorite listening platform and listen to the weekly episode along with checking out the back catalog of previous episodes. Please have yourself a wonderful week and thank you so much for listening. I just wanted to take a quick moment to talk to the students and new grads out there about passing your NAPLEX. Of course, knowing the clinical side of things is very important, but knowing your calculations, forwards and backwards, can be an essential strategy for passing the first time. Don't risk losing that lucrative job offer or that PGY-1 you tirelessly worked for due to what could have been an avoidable failure. NAPLEX Math Review, the foundation of a logical NAPLEX prep strategy, is a hidden gem of a book that will help you optimize your chances of passing the NAPLEX the first time. This book's strategy focuses on providing all the tools you need to get every math question correct. Drug Cards Daily is not affiliated with the creator or publisher of this book, but felt strongly about how this book may be one of the best math-focused NAPLEX review books available today. Please check out the provided link in the description.